Hello and welcome to Cond, the podcast all about the world's greatest liars and the incredible yarns that they've spun. I'm Amy. And I'm Michael. Hello. Um, what would you say if I told you I'd won the lottery? <laughs> I think I'd be uh, lost for words. Yeah? What would be the first thing you bought? Where would you go? What would you do? Um, I'd want to go on a holiday. Just yeah. go anywhere. I love playing that game of what would I do if I won the lottery. But uh, today's tale is all about a couple who won the lottery. Yay. Congratulations to them. Spoiler, they actually hadn't won a penny. Enter today's con man, Howard Wormsley. In September 1998, Howard and Kathy Wormsley had been married for five years and living in Doncaster in Yorkshire, England. Howard ran his own painting decorating business, but it was struggling and the couple were facing significant difficulty trying to pay their bills. Debt collectors had been round to the house and the couple were receiving regular calls from companies seeking payment. The financial struggles had put a huge strain on their relationship too. Kathy wanted a divorce. Unbelievably, the lie began in a shoe shop. The couple were out shopping and Kathy wanted to buy a pair of shoes that cost just £8. But she was torn. She loved the shoes and really wanted to get them. However, with their extremely difficult financial situation, she knew they couldn't really afford them. Here's a clip of Kathy speaking in a brilliant documentary about this case. Uh, the documentary is produced by DRG and there is a link to it in the description for this episode. Here's Kathy Wormsley. I fell in love with them. We were out shopping and I really wanted them. I knew we couldn't afford them. But Howard says, get him. And I says, no, I can't afford him. He says, get him. Get whatever you want. Treat yourself. We won the lottery. Originally, he told Kathy the win was relatively small, but that she should keep it to herself. However, Howard then started to brag to his friends and family. He told his sister and brother-in-law, Bev and Nigel. Then he told his neighbours and before long, his entire estate had heard the news. Howard was loving the attention. Suddenly, everyone wanted to know him. They sound like classic names for a sister and brother-in-law as well, don't they? Bev and Nigel. Good old auntie Bev. Yeah, like what that. a babe. Howard told Kathy they should splash out on a holiday first and foremost. Man after my own heart, that's what I'd have done. Classic. A much needed getaway where they could work out what they wanted to do with the money. Howard funded the holiday by taking out a loan from a bank. They jetted off for a holiday in the sun in the Canary Islands. It's quite modest, that, isn't it? Yeah, don't forget he has a one. <laughs> he's, he's paying for this out of his own pocket. Oh, I've already fooled. I've already been fooled. <laughs> Sorry, anyway, Howard wasn't yet being too lavish. He told Kathy that until the win had been properly claimed, they were only receiving a monthly payment to the value of the interest. Only living on the interest meant they couldn't go wild just yet. He hadn't actually told Kathy how much he'd won. How on earth is that a thing? Right, if you said to me, hey, I've won the lottery. Question number one, I would ask, would be, oh yeah, how much you won? How has he got, they're on holiday now and she still doesn't quite know how much she's expected. She doesn't know if it's, you know, a tenner. She doesn't know if it's millions. She's got no idea. Very, very odd. Would you, would you, would you not want to know how much I'd won? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'd want to know, you know, see what I could buy myself. 
Uh, on the holiday, Howard and Kathy made friends with another couple called Brian and Gloria. Again, great names. Uh, of course, they couldn't resist sharing their little secret. Throughout the week, the couples went out together most evenings for fancy dinners and champagne. At the end of each night, Kathy told Howard to foot the bill, which he did. Already got no idea where he's getting the money from for this. Um, it's turning into a very expensive life, which you can understand, right? They've all gone out for dinner. Kathy's gone, you're a millionaire, you go and pay. He's sitting there thinking, well, I'm not a millionaire, but I've said that I am, so I better just foot the bill anyway. Yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? Because I don't understand how he's even managed to get a loan if he's in that much debt. Yeah, I, that's a very good point. Do you think he's got it from one of those, you know, what are they called? Money. Loan, loan sharks. Yeah. Yeah. Some I guy, hate them. Some guy chewing on a cocktail stick and flicking a nickel whilst wearing a, a top hat. That's leaning up against a lamppost. That's who he's got this, this money off. I was thinking more like Wonga. Okay. <laughs> yeah, quite possibly Wonga, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was I thinking of? Once the holiday was over, Kathy and Howard returned to Doncaster to find the news of their big win had spread fast in their absence. However, Kathy was becoming suspicious that their win maybe wasn't as big as Howard had made out. Bills and final demands were still arriving at their house, and Kathy had yet to see any real evidence of the money. She called Camelot, who are the UK operator for the National Lottery, to try and find out some more information about their win. As Kathy was not the ticket holder, Camelot could not give her any information about winners and payouts. However, they were able to give her a list of dates and winning amounts. They basically gave Kathy a list of lottery draws and the jackpot amount for each day. Kathy used this to confront Howard. She worked out that Howard's first news of the win was shortly after the 17th of October, 1998. Howard had to say yes. That was the draw he'd won. The jackpot on that day was £8,904,558. I love this. So he's not intended to win that much. He was going to say, oh, I've won 50 grand or whatever. And she's pressed him. So what day did you win? What day did you win? Boxed him into a corner and got it must have been that day. And now the jackpot is what? Is £8,900,000. He obviously hadn't intended it to be anywhere near that sort of amount. No, it's the modest amount. It's no modest no more, is it? He's stuck as a millionaire now. After that, Howard and Kathy decided to share out their win, as you as I think you would do. If I was a multi-millionaire, I think I'd like to, you know, money for all my friends. Money for all my friends. <laughs> That's not a phrase, is it? I don't know where I've got that from. So anyway, they worked out large six-figure sums that would be given to various family and friends. Howard threw a party, inviting over 60 people, and Howard paid for most of the drinks throughout the night. The party was well attended, and everyone enjoyed themselves. But the checks that Howard had promised never materialised. Everyone went home empty-handed. That's what a weird thing to do. He knows he's not won any money. Why is he phoning people go up, going, "Do you want to come to my party? If you come, I'll give you a big check." Also, even if he had won, it, I think that's a bit of an asshole thing to do. Don't do you? you? Think? Why? Like, oh, look at me, Billy Big Bucks. I don't like it. I think you should still stay, you know, modest. Mm, I agree, but I'd also hope if any of my friends won the lottery, I hope I'd be getting that call. Come to my party. I'll give you 10 grand. I hope that happens. If any of you are listening, call me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but anyone, everyone went home empty-handed. It must have been weird for them, right? They go to this party thinking, oh, I'm getting a load of cash. And have then, you and told them that? Yeah, you invite them. Mad. And then oh, they all well, just, he's an idiot then, isn't he? At the he? end of the night, they all just have to shuffle off. 
the party, Howard needed to go big to prove his win. Many of his friends and family were beginning to doubt him. All his life, Howard was a motorhead. He had collected sports car models as a child and his lottery win was his chance to finally own one. He walked into a Jaguar dealership in Doncaster, browsed for a while and settled on a green Jaguar XJ8, cost around £38,000. However, Howard was not a selfish man. If he got a brand new car, it was only fair he bought one for his beloved Kathy as well. For her, he picked out a snazzy XK8 coupe, cost around £50,000. Already broke and laden with debts, Howard had just spent £90,000 on Jags. Then he told the dealer he wanted a third car for a member of his family. Howard was the dealer's new favourite customer. So much so, he ordered flowers and champagne to be sent to Kathy. Howard requested that he take one of the cars that he was intending to buy and the showroom were only too happy to oblige. Cars are only one part of the millionaire lifestyle though. Howard and Kathy were still living in a council house on an estate with a high crime rate. Kathy had always dreamt of a big house in the country to bring up her children. Howard encouraged Kathy to browse properties and she settled for a Yorkshire farmhouse for £235,000. Howard was more than happy to buy it for her, paying cash, of course. And arriving to the viewing in a brand new Jag meant that the sellers had zero concern that the couple couldn't afford the property. That's quite modest, isn't it? I mean, I know it's back then, but £235,000. It's not huge, I suppose. Yeah, Consider- on an £8 eight million win. I mean, that's quite modest, isn't it? Is it is modest, yeah. yeah not, I like Kathy. Not too lavish, not too lavish. The farmhouse was old and needed a lot of work doing. Not a problem, of course, for multi-millionaires. Uh, Howard and Kathy hired architects to visit the property and drop their plans for a renovation. The plans included a state-of-the-art kitchen, a massive extension, including a swimming pool and a snooker room. Okay, not that modest. What is he thinking? I don't know. I don't know. He must be now worrying, like, he's going to get found out eventually. He's got to. Is he, like a lot of our con men and women, starting to believe his own lie? I think quite probably, yeah. He's just loving being a bull, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And I think, again, he's probably getting a buzz off the status that comes with it. You know, like the Jaguar car salesman, everyone loves him. They're sending flowers to his wife. I think he likes the... It's bravado, isn't it, I suppose? But I mean, you know, going from telling your wife she can buy an £8 pair of shoes mm. to saying... It's, good. it's gotten very know. out of hand. Yeah. <laughs> When discussing the plans for his pool with the builder, Howard asked about the pool cover. Howard asked the developer if he'd be able to dance on it. <laughs> why? Is he, why, is why? He... I don't know. I don't know why, but he wants a boogie. Oh dear. Most pool covers are a soft material, so this would not be possible. But the developer suggested a solution where a hard cover rise up from the pool bottom or drop down from the ceiling. Such cover would add considerably to the cost by as much as £40,000. Howard, like the baller he is, requested the hard cover. I don't even know how it popped into his head. Oh, I'm buying a swimming pool. Do you know what I'd love, though? I'd love to be able to dance on it. 
It's like doing that Sims, you know, like when you build the house <laughs> and then you can go in debt, can't you? Well, I think you could. Yeah. He's just getting a bit too carried away. <laughs> My favourite thing on the Sims was to um, build a swimming pool, get them to get in it and then take the stairs away and then they just swim around. <laughs> I used to love doing that when I was a kid. I quite liked when you give them a plunge and they clapped. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, we sidetracked slightly by the Sims there. The house, building work, pool, snooker table and kitchen ran up a bill of over half a million pounds. He had three Jags on order, one of which he was already driving. Oh, and he bought Kathy a puppy. That's nice, isn't it? I do wonder with the small purchases, like the puppy, do you not need to pay cash for a puppy? I don't think you can put that on your credit card, can you? He's managed it somehow. So he pledged some big spending and he didn't have any money to back it up. However, Howard had a plan to get out of his lie. Howard wanted to win the lottery for real. So he's obviously thought, I've got this huge bill coming for all these houses and cars and swimming pools and stuff. What's the only way I'm going to pay for it? I'm going to win the lottery. So at this stage, Howard was spending upwards of £60 a week on lottery tickets, desperate to win big so his lie wouldn't be a lie anymore. Here's Howard. On one Saturday... Uh, Kathy were upstairs in the bath, and I was downstairs and I was watching lottery balls come up. And my first four numbers actually came up. And I thought, all I need is the next two, and I won't have to tell any lies anymore. You know, the dream won't be a dream, it would have been a reality. But they didn't come. So I just carried on week after week buying lottery tickets. Kathy was the happiest she'd ever been and was very excited about the couple's upcoming move. In preparation, she had begun giving away their items that they wouldn't need anymore, such as kitchen appliances and furniture. Meanwhile, Howard was becoming depressed and had taken to drinking. Each night, he would visit his local. But as everyone believed he was a lottery winner, that became very expensive, as he was made to foot the bill for all the other regulars. Banks had heard his news and were trying to win his business. They allowed him to open over 12 different accounts. One bank even agreed to write off a debt of £1,000 if he opened an account with them. So this is uh, a stopgap in his funding issue, I suspect. Loads of banks think he's a millionaire. So they're like, oh yeah, we'll lend you some cash if you've got a bit of a cash flow problem. Oh, we'll, op- you know, we'll open a short loan for you. If, as long as you put your £8 million quid with us, with us when it comes, they're opening accounts for him, even though he hasn't got any cash. Whilst all this was going on, bills were mysteriously still arriving at their home and Kathy's suspicions began to emerge again. Wondering why the bills hadn't been paid, she confronted Howard and insisted he prove his wealth. Now, this is probably the most clever that Howard has been up till now. Howard wrote a cheque to himself for £8.5 million and paid it into one of his bank accounts. He knew the cheque would bounce in a few days, but that would be enough time for him to go to a cash machine and print off a statement showing the balance of £8.5 million. This would be irrefutable evidence for anyone who doubted and was a trick that Howard actually repeated numerous times. The car dealer, the estate agents, other banks all took this as proof of his wealth. Isn't that incredible? I just can't believe that the banks didn't get it. Do you know what I mean? The banks didn't question that. No, he's got a little little paper slip out of a cash machine that says like 0.5 million pounds on it and they go, oh yeah, cool. Maybe their like fraud departments weren't as on it as they are now. Quite possibly, yeah, quite possibly. Because even if you get like fifty p taken out by 
somewhere they're, random. They're texting you straight away, aren't they? Being like, where's this come from? Yeah, and it's clever. They're on it. When it came to completing on the house, Howard wrote a cheque to the value of the house and handed it over. He even turned up to help the owners move out. He, of course, knew the cheque would bounce. On moving day, Kathy was naturally super excited, so woke up very early, and she already had everything boxed up and ready to go. At 6am, there was a knock on the door. It was the police. They had a warrant for Howard's arrest. Now, you're probably expecting that they arrest Howard and that's it, game over. No. The police were actually investigating a number of historical frauds relating to Howard's old business. When they arrived at his house, they didn't know anything about him winning or not winning the lottery. Howard very quickly assured the officers that it wasn't a problem. I'm a lottery winner, he proclaimed, and the police officers believed him. Here's one of the officers who was investigating Howard. I got this feeling that it, it was going to be a waste of time because somebody was going to make the decision, well, he's going to repay these people and Howard wasn't going to get his just desserts. I, I distinctly remember thinking, well, you lucky bastard. It's quite incredible, actually, because even, even if he was, you know, he's being investigated for fraud, but he just goes, oh, it's fine, I'll pay everyone back and that'll be fine. And the police officers sort of take it, which is a little bit odd. I know that's not the big fraud that he's committed with the lottery. It's just little things in his business. But still, surely that's... <laughs> That's not okay. That's kind of not the point of fraud, is it? Like, the money side of it is only one point. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Anyway, the officers did take Howard to the police station for questioning. For an entire day, the police pressed him on the historical fraud offences, and Howard maintained his lie about being a lottery winner, insisting he had the money to repay anyone who had been left short. After a full day of interviews, just as they were wrapping up, one officer asked Howard, have you won the lottery? Howard replied, no. It was over. Officers left him in a room with Kathy, saying to Kathy, Howard has something to tell you. Howard told Kathy the truth. Kathy went home and cried. Can you imagine being her at this point? Like, I, I actually can't begin to imagine how awful that must have been yeah uh you your world had just crashed which is ridiculous because it is only just money it is but she's given away all her stuff remember because she thinks she's moving into this massive house she's given away a washing machine yeah and it's just embarrassing isn't it it's very embarrassing yeah the whole town thinks you're a lottery winner and now you've got to go home and go oh actually no he made it up and also like their marriage was on the brink and then he's kind of saved it because of this yeah, I assume it was back on the brink at this point. <laughs> Howard's lie was initially born to try and save his marriage, and up till now, it had worked fairly well. However, now it was all over. Kathy threw him out and began revealing to friends and family that their lottery win was a sham. They were broke. And unfortunately for Kathy, there was more bad news to follow. Do you think, uh, do you think Kathy was a bit stupid for believing it in the first place? To be fair, she did try and find out, didn't she? And she was a bit suspicious, but then everything was founded, wasn't it? So she rang them, they told her an amount on the day that he agreed. So she probably did that thing where she doubted it and then she thought that these reassurances kind of put her mind at rest. Yeah, that's true, actually, yeah. She'd, she'd seen enough evidence to convince her that it wasn't a lie. And then she avoided her gut instinct, didn't she? Which you should never do. Never. Yeah, very true. 
Very true. Hmm. The police investigating Howard discovered that he had been having an affair. He had conned his mistress into taking out £30,000 of bank loans to set up a new life together. It was this money that he'd used to maintain his lottery win lie. Three months later, Cathy took him back and stood by him throughout his court appearance and sentencing. Howard was charged with 13 counts of deception and pleaded guilty. He was sentenced to three years in prison and inside he earned the nickname Bonus Ball. (laughs) Quite that. Howard Walmsley still regularly plays lottery. A con man, but also a lesson in how a tiny little microscopic lie can spiral out of control. Do you remember the eight pound shoes, how this all began? It may have been a sort of well-intentioned lie so his wife could have something she really wanted. But if you're going to lie, here's a top tip for you. I do think you should probably think, can I keep this lie up? Right, I'm not condoning lies (laughs) for the record. Just say, oh, 100 quid, let's take you out for a dinner. Yeah, that would have been better. And maybe that's the route you should have gone down. As we mentioned earlier, there is a great documentary on this case, which is linked to in the description. And in 2004, ITV in the UK made a drama of the Howard Wormsley case uh, starring Martin Kemp and Michelle Collins. It is available on YouTube if you want to see that. Uh, We'll put the link in the description as well. Such a fascinating case. Thanks for listening. As always, if you're able to leave a review, it really does help us out. So please do. We'll see you again next week. Bye.